you know, most people understand that they need to have a website, but they don't really understand why. So they go to a web designer and go, hey, can you buy me this, build me this website? And web designer goes, sure, give me 20 grand. And they build yes, some website that doesn't do anything. You know, web designers don't have a freaking clue. They drive me nuts. They take people's money and run away with it. it you know, like a website doesn't particularly have to look beautiful. It needs to clearly show what you, what you do and it needs to get in front of people. Like a, we, we like to call it the, the grunt test. You know, you need to, need to be so clear that a caveman can come to your website and go, oh, yeah, that's what this guy does. It needs to be really freaking clear. And, you know, so the first message is, you know, someone searching for a headache, you fix headaches. All right, guys, welcome again to another amazing episode. Today we have Chris Reed. He's a business growth expert, uh, founder of Ardor CEO, uh, essentially a lot of marketing and SEO for your website. Um, and we'll dive right into it. And Chris, if you could explain a little bit into us, uh, to us about what exactly your company does, how you got started in that. Cause I, I see you're in, Aus well, you're from Australia. You were a software engineer. Now you just told me you live in Vietnam. You have a pretty cool, I imagine a cool story there, but you, you've attractive business from the US and tell us how you've been able to do that. And I tell you like, what a great time in which we live, right? Like it's, you're just kicking off for the day. I'm wrapping up for the day. I just put the kids to bed and now, now talking to you from the other side of the world, you know, like I just dropped off my kids. So. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of the internet. You know, it's, and you know, having a powerful website that drives your business forward, man, like it's never been more valuable and it's only ever going to get more and more valuable. Like, especially in these crazy times with the COVID rubbish, like, you know, everything's going online. Like it's, it's a, it's a great place to be. So yeah, yeah I mean, you, you probably heard my wacky accent. It's from Australia. Don't sound too Vietnamese, but uh, I, I originally studied software engineering at university. Uh, and there's two places to make money as a software engineer, really. You either move to Silicon Valley or you work in finance. And I took the finance route. Uh, you know, it was, I moved to London, got paid a lot of money to make rich people a lot richer, uh, which is pretty soul destroying work, but you know, they pay you enough money that you <laughs> learn to forget about it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, life was, life was great up until 2008 came along and, uh, the global financial crisis, my job disappeared with absolutely everyone else I knew. And like, yeah, me, me and my friends were all like mid twenties and we're just like get established in our careers and yeah, you know, thinking we're shit hot and that, yeah, nothing could ever go wrong. And then, yeah. oh, now we're all out of a job and there's no work to be had. <laughs> oh, man, that's so, horrible. So, yeah, that was a bit crushing. And I went back to Australia with my tail between my legs. and like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And so being a computer geek, I built an online game. And I didn't build it because I knew anything about business or I wanted to get into business. I built it because I wanted to learn a new type of programming. And... You know, then as the game was coming to fruition, I was like, well, how the hell do you get people to a website to play the damn thing? You know, I started learning about SEO a bit. I discovered what backlinks are, built a bunch of backlinks to the website. It shot up in the rankings. I got a lot of traffic. I went, holy cow, this is really cool. This is really valuable. And so I, I never even finished the game and yeah, crossed over to SEO world and been doing it ever since. Awesome, man. No, that's really cool. And for for what, you know, could you elaborate to people who are not familiar with what backlinks are? And then once you do, let's dive a little bit into your, your whole marketing concept and what, what you can provide for, for a company moving up. 
Yeah, sure. So a back, backlink, uh, for those that don't know, is just the link that goes from one website to another. And that's the secret of how Google works. So Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, who's a very smart man and a very, very rich man, uh, while he was at university, he was you know, not drinking as many beers as me probably and you know, actually doing, doing something useful like inventing Google. And he surmised like when people do write a thesis, right, the more people that reference their thesis, you figure, well, that must be a good thesis because everyone's referencing their work. You figure, well, it must be the same with the website. You know, if everyone's referencing your website, linking to your website, then it must be a good website. It must be yeah. accurate because you can't just trust what people can say, right? Anyone can write whatever crap they want on the internet. And so that's how Google's algorithm works. Basically, they don't trust what you say. They trust what everyone else says about you. And they do that by who's linking to you. And the more backlinks you have, the, the, more, the better you're going to rank. So, you know, I find that interesting because I recently got into SEO as well and started working on my website. And we started ranking a little bit and started seeing people reach out to us, telling us, hey, I found you, so good job. But here, I have some info for you. That's what you could do even better. But then it, it made me realize that SEO and essentially backlinks are the, for people to understand, the, the likes and the follows in social media, but for a website. So the more followers and the more likes that you have on a post, the more your post is boosted by the algorithm. Same thing with a website algorithm. The more followers and links your website has to it, the more it boosts up your website. So just an analogy there so people can understand the two. Um, and then going into that. It's a good analogy. It really is. Yeah, the, the, the more links you have, the more trust you have. The same, same as the more likes you have on Facebook, the more trust you have. Same concept. And, and it sounds like, you know, all, all the tech companies went with kind of the, the same model to validate that trust. Um, so then let's talk about, you know, SEO as far as where is that, where, where's that now, where it's going, what, um, what strategies are working, uh, what strategies were working and what are, you know, what are you doing now to, to better? Yeah. So like, uh, I mean, I, I wish I had a plan when I got into business, I would have saved myself years of heartache and read some freaking books rather than just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I've made every mistake under the sun. I, you know, I had a HR steal like $40,000 one time. Like I, I made lots of terrible, terrible business mistakes without having a plan. And like having a plan just makes business so much easier. And it's the same with you know, SEO or digital marketing, any form of it. Have a freaking plan. What are you trying to accomplish? You know, like uh, quite often when I'm speaking to new clients, I'm like, well, you know, what's success look like to you? Where do you want to be? Because, you know, they, they try and ask me, like, well, how much is SEO? And the truthful answer is you can spend any amount you want. The internet is really, really big. You know, Agoda spends like a billion dollars a year. And there's still more room for them. You know, yeah. it's, it's not really about how much you spend. It's about what you want to achieve. Like, if you want to be getting, you know, 10 leads a month or 100 or 1,000 or 10,000, well, it's going to be a different amount of investment. So you need to kind of work out what's right for your business to grow at whatever rate, rate you want. And so building a strategy is what, what you need to start things with. As to your question of like what's changed, I mean, it has got a little bit more difficult and it continues to get more difficult, but it also continues to get more valuable. Like Google has an army of software engineers, like the best software engineers on the planet. You know, yeah. And they're constantly working on this algorithm to, to work out what's, what the good sites are, what the person's actually searching for and wants to, wants to find. So like the, the fundamentals never change, 
you know, that Google wants, you know, a fast loading website that doesn't have broken links, that has quality original content and that it's trustworthy, you know, and you provide a good solid user experience. And Google's getting better at determining people that are you know, breaking that trust and trying to do BS. And so don't game the system. You used to be able to build links artificially uh, and game the system. And that was very cost effective. You can still do it, but uh, Google can penalize you if they, they're looking to detect that, you know, and they'll, they'll penalize you if they do. And it's just not worth doing because like you really need to think about business for the long run. Like if you, you know, build a website that ranks for six months or a year, or even two years, like great, but like you, you're, you're in business forever, right? Like yeah. there's a beautiful game, a, a beautiful book by Simon Sinek called the infinite game. And that's exactly what he talks about. Not don't get into business for this quarter or next quarter or, you know, 10 years, whatever it's forever. You know, and like when you change that paradigm shift, that's what you're building your website, that it's going to be driving the business growth for you forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Cause you know, I've been looking at all SEO and researching. Um, I I have a a background in cybersecurity as well. So I've been looking at all that and you start seeing there's white hat SEO, black hat SEO, um, and for those that don't understand, those are just terms that are used in, 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 the, in the computer community, the cyber community to say, hey, like white hat is okay and black hat is more uh, undercover. I, I'm doing, like you said, creating artificial things that aren't necessarily allowed by the user agreement with, with a tech company, right? So how do you distinguish what is allowed and what is not? Yeah, so... White hat is basically what Google says is okay, and black hat is what Google says it's not okay. There's no really any thick line of what that is because Google doesn't want you knowing much about their algorithm. The more they share about the algorithm, the more people can manipulate it. So yeah. they try and be a bit blase about this stuff too. Like if you, there's, I mean, without getting into technicalities, but if you like use spam bots or link farms and all the, the naughty things, then Google eventually, if they don't detect you now, they're going to detect you eventually and they'll smack you down. You might make some quick money, maybe for a few years, but like, it's just not worth it. Where if you play by the rules, which is having a good quality website, great content, building up your reputation and trust, it's going to work forever and you're never going to get smacked down. So why would you even bother? Like, especially when, you know, especially if you're looking for investors, right? Like, you know, no one's giving you 50K to, to go into your fund unless they trust you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing dirty crap, then like who's who's going to give you any money? So it's like it's just the same as your reputation on the street is the same as your reputation online. No, absolutely. That, that's a good point. So then, you know, talk, talk to us about how you go in and you analyze the website. How long does it take for you to say, hey, this is what we can do for you, how we can make it happen? Because I know every, like you said, every website is different, but what's the normal ideal way? Of yeah, for sure. So it really depends on where, where people are at and what their goals are. So the first thing that we do is have a, have a discussion and go, okay, what, you know, where are you currently? Sometimes people have a website, sometimes they don't, sometimes they're really established, sometimes they generate no traffic. Most of the time it's to the no traffic side of things. Yeah, most people understand that they need to have a website, but they don't really understand why. So they go to a web designer and go, hey, can you 
buy me this, build me this website. Web designer goes, sure, give me 20 grand. And they build yes, some website that doesn't do anything. You know, web designers don't have a freaking clue. They drive me nuts. They take people's money and run away with it. it you know, like a website doesn't particularly have to look beautiful. It needs to clearly show what you, what you do and it needs to get in front of people. Yeah. Like a, we, we like to call it the, the grunt test. You know, you need to, need to be so clear that a caveman can come to your website and go, oh, yeah, that's what this guy does. It needs to be really freaking clear. And, you know, so the first message is, you know, someone searching for a headache, you fix headaches. That's what it needs to say. And not talk about you because no one cares about you. They care about that you can fix headaches. Am I on the right site? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Then show me some experience that, yep, you, here's some other people you fix headaches for. Awesome. And then a nice strong call to action of Here, here's how you do business with us. That's basically how a website should be. Like, unless you are a web designer or maybe a, a maybe a wedding photographer, then people don't particularly care what your website looks like. They care that it has great information and that you're trustworthy. Like, you know, sure, a beautiful website may convert a little bit better, but you know, getting it getting it seen is what's important. Absolutely. So what? So so how how we? Uh, so the first thing we do is try and help the customer you know, establish where they want to be. How many more customers do they need? So we go, okay, you, if you want X amount of customers, what's your conversion rate? Okay, you need this many leads. What's your conversion rate on your website? Well, this is how many people you need coming to your website each and every month to hit those targets. So then we work backwards and go, well, who are the people searching for these? What are your potential customers searching for? And do keyword research. <clears throat> and then from that keyword research, that dictates everything we do. You know, how we structure your website, how we write your blog posts, uh, and then we do, you know, keyword mapping and build out a strategy to go, these are all the different steps that you need to do to go from wherever you are today to where you want to be. Awesome, man. And I think you hit on, on the key point there is that, you know, you need to figure out your website and, and get that exposure. At the end of the day, you could have the best looking website, you could have the best looking content or the best service, but if you don't have the exposure and reach to the right people, it does not matter. <laughs> You, you're going to be yep. spinning your wheels all day, every day. Um, well, it's, especially like, you know, and there's an old saying that money is in the list. You need people to come back to your website and get on a list. Like if you think about e-commerce, Amazon converts so much better than any other e-commerce website because everyone knows and trusts Amazon. You know, if you, if you don't go to Amazon directly to search for something, they come up in Google searches. So you, if you search buy XYZ widget, Boom. Amazon will come up, people will click on it and they'll buy from it because they trust them. They could go to another website and you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what the customer service is like. It, it's, it's a guessing game. Yeah. And like that applies very much with like, you know, a, a multifamily syndication company, right? If yeah. you're looking for investors to invest $50,000, it's pretty hard to have on your website. Buy now, click here and give me 50K. You know, like a really good keyword for multifamily investors is like, how to invest $50,000. Because you can be pretty sure that someone that's searching how to invest $50,000 has 50K that they want to invest. So get them, get them to your website. And then you, know, you have a nice article about how to invest $50,000. And then you can have a lead magnet, you know, a nice pop-up that comes up. Not like subscribe to our newsletter because no one wants more freaking news. Uh, and they don't care enough about you to want to do that. But if you have a nice time pop-up that pops up, and goes, mm -hmm. hey, learn the five biggest mistakes people make when you know inv investing or even investing fifty thousand dollars. You know, give me an email and I'll show you these five big mistakes. 
that's a real valuable valuable uh, lead magnet. So people will give you an email address, you send them the lead magnet, they download it and they go, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oscar's pretty cool. And then you can use email marketing and you warm up that lead. So you keep sending them more information. Hey, listen to me on this podcast or read this other article I did in Forbes or, you know, or whatever it is. And now you've nursed that lead along and then you can go, hey, how about you book a call with me? And so now when they've actually booked a call rather than you just call the lead that submitted a form. And so that's a really good lead because not, not they've already you know, listened to you on a couple of podcasts, read a couple of articles from you, think, hey, this guy's really trustworthy. He knows what he's talking about. And then booked a call. And by the time you get on the phone, they're like, hey, Oscar, here's my 50 grand. Awesome, man. No, I, I love that. And that's a great strategy and a way to, way to nurture that lead. I appreciate that. That's great tips. So then I was going to ask you some of the things that's on your bio here is, you know, you, you ask about, you, you say that you can generate predictable revenue. How, how do you know it's, how do you estimate that it's predictable? Well, revenue? man, like digital marketing is so good, no matter what form, like, you know, Facebook ads or YouTube ads or like any form of digital marketing is awesome. It kicks the crap out of, I don't know why anyone's advertising on TV or radio, like you don't even know how many people are listening to those things. Yeah. Like how many people are seeing you right? Never mind trying to track the conversions. It's impossible. We're like all digital marketing. You know exactly how many people saw your ad. You know how many people like interacted with it and you can track exactly, you know, what, what revenue you generated from it. And so then your profitability. SEO kicks the crap out of every other form of marketing because it, has the added advantage of that it snowballs it gets bigger and bigger compounds you know like with facebook ads or google ads or youtube ads you know you stop spending you stop getting where seo the money you spent last month will you get again this month the next month the next year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger so like that's so much more valuable but it's it's science it's you know google's an algorithm you follow yeah, the steps yeah. and it works every freaking time like we, there's a fabulous book by uh, someone, Marshall, Perry Marshall, I think, 80-20 Sales and Marketing, fabulous book. He's got a chapter in that about the power of guarantees. He's like, in every deal, someone is taking the risk. If you can take that risk away from your customers, well, man, you're going to sell a heck of a lot more stuff. And from reading his book, I went, yeah, well, we can we can guarantee our work. We do it all the time, but why not? And so we started adding guarantees and I'm like, man, that was the best business decision we ever made. Cause it's like sales just went, cause everyone's like, well, sure. Why not? You guarantee the job. I spend this much money. I get this return. Yeah. And we're able to do it because if you follow this strategy and it works every single time, it's a, it's a science, you know, you, you feed Google what it wants and you know, it'll, it'll give you back what you want. Yeah. And what was the name of Dr. Perry? As something Perry, it's 80-20 sales and marketing. Perry, Perry Marshall, I think. Okay, Marshall. All right, I'll look that up, man. That sounds like a great book, a great read. It's uh, great. So go, going into a little different subject here, you got a, you know, it says here you, you can show people how to grow a podcast. And I, I know I've had several listeners reach out to me and say, hey, how do you start a podcast? What do you recommend with that? Yeah, so one of our customers is actually John Lee Dermis from Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is one of the biggest business podcasts in the world. Uh, and he does pretty good. He, uh, he makes a million bucks a year on podcast sponsorship. So like that's not, not bad revenue, just, just on the sponsorship. 
he though kind of got a bit lucky. You know, he started podcasting before it was cool. He started like ten years ago. You know, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and there there wasn't the competition. It, you know, obviously wasn't as valuable back then too. Where now there's a heck of a lot more podcasts. Yeah, but it's the same as you know building a website. Like, it, do the keyword research, work out what people are searching for, and that helps you build the content, right? Because you build the content based around what people are searching for. And it like if I mean most most podcasts they go out like once a week, right? Yeah. You know, if and if so if you think fifty two episodes per year, if you rank those for just a hundred search volume worth of keywords, you know, per month, that's not a lot. In a in a year you got five thousand two hundred visitors, you know, per month coming to your website. Five thousand two hundred people that are searching for what you do. Like, man, like that's a valuable website. You know, if yeah. you convert five thousand people every month. Geez, like even if you're converting just five percent of those to to leads, that's two hundred and fifty leads a month. Like, holy crap, that's a lot of leads. What are you, what are you going to do with all those customers? So it's the same you, you should be doing for a podcast: is making sure you get the keywords right. You're making sure that your your guests are linking to you correctly. You know, like but getting the content that's right for Google and helping you rank. Like most podcast hosts. They well, I look at their websites all the time. I guess all the time, and they really don't have a clue. Their websites are terrible. Uh, and you know, one thing that you need is content, like written content, and it shouldn't be the uh, the transcript of the show. Like you need at least five hundred words of content on a page. Otherwise, Google looks at it as thin content because content writing good content is expensive and. Google knows that, and so you can't have a crap website without content. It's a really easy thing for them to look at, but you shouldn't have a transcript of a show, of a show because then your content can be too long, yeah. And it can uh, you can remove the keyword density. So there's an algorithm without getting too geeky called TFIDF, which is a frequency scanner, and that's the algorithm that Google uses. And so when we're looking for a, a really big keyword. Uh, we'll look at the top 10, see what sort of content they have and run, run those scans on them to see what frequency you meant to have keywords into it to basically make sure that the, our, our customers' content is bigger than, better than the, the competitors. Where if you're having the transcript of a, of a podcast, it can get way too long and you don't have any of the keywords anymore. So like say, say that we wanted to rank this episode for like multi-family multi syndication SEO or something like that. You know, it's an easy keyword to rank for because it'd be really long tail and be easy to rank for. I've only said that one phrase one time. You know, this this podcast is way too long. And so if you dump that transcript in there, it wouldn't be useful. Yeah. So yeah, you need to know what keywords you want to rank for, write content that's around that. And and that's how you rank each, each individual podcast episode. That's awesome advice, man. Because I personally, I don't like when I look at websites and I see a full transcript. I think I think it's too much. I'm like, man, why why even do that? And I oh, know they do for yeah. I know what they do for SEO, but I'm like, it doesn't make sense. But let me ask you this: Do you recommend having a separate website for your podcast, or incorporated into a different website just with a different? Because that's how we do it. Just because I didn't want. If you to have it. multiple, so basically, what backlinks are doing is they're coming to your site and building up your domain authority. You need big, strong domain authority. You know, like uh, Google and Amazon, they've got different websites for every country they're going to. They're also, you know, multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah. And I think they're worth like a trillion dollars now. Mm -hmm. So they have the resources to do that. If you don't have the resources to do that, have one domain. Everything should be under one domain. 
you got multiple domains, it's twice as much work. You got yeah, to build okay. up twice as much domain authority to rank. Like the stronger your domain authority, the easier it is to rank for anything. And yeah, if you've just split that in half by having two domains, then yeah, it's it's a lot harder. Okay, well that that's good to know because I initially I had two websites and I cut it down to one exactly for that reason because I was like. I'm gonna spend too much money doing this and time, you know, doing this. So I just on our main website have everything. And then what we don't do, we don't do, you know, we don't do a full, we just started doing real content, but in the episode, we don't, we do the description of the episode um, in kind of bullet formats. So people can, can get the gist of it. I, I like, I, I always put what I like to see, which is quick and to the point, Hey, what is this episode about? And then, Generally with content, you want to try and appease both types of readers. There's people like me that just skim. I'm just like you. We just skim stuff. Like I I look at, I live on my computer, you know, and I'm looking at websites all day long. I don't read them. I just skim over them, look at the titles and, <laughs> and book points. And a lot of people do, right? Yeah. So you want to have all of the content. So you might have 500 words of content, which is really long, but you have the titles and the subheadings and bullet points. And so that if someone's skimming it, they get all the points they need from just skimming it, but then other people the more details they can read in between the lines as well. So that's how you write really good content. No, yeah, no, that's that's good, good right there. And then let's see here. So you say one of the things that you say in your uh, in your one page here is that most marketing is a waste of money, right? Why is that? Well, I mean, damn, who, who's that? There's some really old old dude, real famous guy, something wanna make a. He said, you know, half the money I spend on money, uh, half the spend money I spend on marketing is a, a waste of money. Just only problem is I don't know which half, you know, <laughs> where, and if you're doing radio or TV ads, it's still that way. If you're doing digital, you should know what it is. Like with paid ads, if you've got a campaign that's close to profitable, that's awesome. Cause you can just, you know, turn the, turn the, not the right dials and make it profitable. And that's the same with SEO. It's like, as long as you know what you're doing, otherwise you're just going to waste money. Like so often we have pe people come to us that have spent so much money. One of our more recent customers, he previously spent $20,000 building a website and he's not in a big market. He's an accountant mm -hmm. in this little village near Vancouver. What's it called? Langley. It's like yeah. a tiny little village. It's like, how hard is it to rank in that? Why did, who was the salesman that sold you on this site for 20 grand? I'm like, I want to hire that guy. He's a hell of a salesman, better than me. You know? And man, I see it all the time. Web designers, man, they, they, they take people's money. I, I, I don't understand it. They're, and it's people, not even that great. I bet. Well, well people not, well think that they need a website, but it's like, if your website's not going to generate any business, why do you need a website? Yeah. Like, you know, where I, I live in Vietnam and websites aren't really much of a thing. Most people use a Facebook page and that's fine because most Vietnamese don't know what Google is. They use Facebook. That's, that's it. That's they think that's the internet, you know, and that's, that's pretty common throughout Southeast Asia. And so a website here would not be valuable where like, obviously in the U S everyone just goes to Google and searches what they want. And like, if you're not going to get that website found, then why bother having it? It's like having a, a business card. If your business cards are sitting in your desk drawer, then why bother having them? You need to get out there and hand them out. And it's the same with the website. And so you need to start with working out where you want to be. <laughs> like yeah. I, I tell you, there's a, a fabulous book that I actually just, just read at the start of this year. It's uh, from Michael Hyatt called The Vision Driven Leader. 
Oh, yeah. And he's got a really, oh, it's a really great book. He's got a really uh, easy-to-follow way of how to build a three-year plan. And me and our core team, we went through, through that and built a three-year plan. And, man, it's a lot of work, but it just brings so much clarity. We, like, put our, our numbers together about where we want to be financially, and then it's like, well, how many sales do we need to make? How many customers do we have? What's our retention rate got to be? You know, what's our hiring? Like, when do we have to hire people? And, you know, it helps our HR and recruitment team to know what they need. It helps our internal marketing people know, know how much traffic we need to be coming in. And, like, every – we have a, a we have an office here in Saigon, but we have a lot of remote staff as well. <clears throat> and so every month we have a, a team call with the whole team, which is I, – I really look forward to it every month. And we look at how we're going. Go, this is our three-year plan. Where are we up on that? You know, and we have break it down by quarter. And so each month we can just check how we are on that quarter. And, it, man, it gives you so much clarity. And it's so inspiring for yourself and the troops. And, like, that's the same thing with the marketing plan. We use that plan to derive our marketing mm-hmm. plan. This is how much traffic we need. And, you know, it, it determines your business growth. It's, yeah. No, and good thing you brought that up because uh, I was going to say is – great other i mean michael hyatt has a great series that one's a great book um how how, how to hire a world-class uh, assistant amazing book uh and then there's other two i recommend which is uh, rocket fuel and traction which are around the same concept for eos and and getting your systems in place and your and your management style and your vision all aligned right which is key because if you have different people with different visions your company is never going to gonna set off but but i was gonna say is you know it's funny you say twenty thousand dollars for a website and i'm hung up on that because you know for anyone listening out there i paid four hundred dollars for a website i mean and even that i thought was expensive (laughs) so uh i tell you that well it depends what you you wanted to do right like uh I, I i won't drop his name but there is a guy with another rei podcast that i was speaking to some time ago and he he spends 400 bucks a month on SEO. And I said, why are you doing that? Cause it's, you've been doing it for years and it's a total waste of time. You got to spend that money at the pub every, every month and have a much better, t- better, better result. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause like we, we build him a strategy and he's like, man, that's expensive. Cause he's used to spend 400 bucks. I'm like, you're not getting anything from that. Like what we do is guarantee results. Okay. We might be a bigger investment, but you'll get a return. What the hell point of spending $400 if you're yeah. not going to get a return on it, just stop spending your money. So like you, you need to think about what you're doing. Like building a valuable digital asset does cost money. If it was easy to do, then everyone would be doing everyone, it. Everyone. And then it would be easy again. You know, and like one of, one of the biggest problems that we have uh, is recruitment. Like that's, that's our biggest hurdle to growth. It's certainly not getting customers because everyone wants to grow their business. That's no problem at all. It's that <laughs> we've got a crappy business that, you know, every time we get new clients, we need new team members and we need to train them fast enough. It's it's difficult. Yeah. And what SEOs do is lots of them build their own websites. They build affiliate websites. They'll just either sell leads to businesses and own the websites themselves or just even sell stuff to Amazon. You can sell leads to Amazon and, I mean, we've got a bunch of affiliate sites ourselves. That's what guys train on. Uh, and they, they make it crap load of money. I mean, like one of my, one of my friends has a business called empire flippers and they sell affiliate sites and holy crap, you wouldn't believe how, how many sites they sell per month. It's, it's a huge yeah. marketplace. Actually, I was just looking at empire flippers. Um, 
the other day, which is, is pretty cool. So you, how, do, how are you associated with them? So uh, I used to live in the Philippines and yeah. the... Yeah, they they founder Joe Magnotti used to live across the road from me, and so we were good <laughs> friends. Yeah. Now, uh, the other founder, That's Justin awesome. Cook, he, he lives here in, in Saigon, and we uh, yeah we have beers quite regularly. That's awesome, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I took a look at that because I've been looking into SEO and all that, which I found it super interesting. And I was like, maybe maybe uh, Chris here, you know, had something that popped up on him that said, hey, this guy's looking for SEO, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, you, you know, you're. Uh, your people reach out to me and say, hey, for the podcast. Yeah, they, they sold a $17 million worth of, worth of properties last quarter. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it mightn't be big in the real estate world, but uh, you know, $17 million is still, still not a bad bad amount. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty sweet, man. So let me ask you yeah. this. What, you know, you kind of said it there, you know, that's why you should hire a marketing agency, right? Because they're going to take your – digital asset and make it into a valuable one, right? And one of the things that you mentioned there is, you know, SEO people take it and, you know, they they also do different things with SEO. And one of the things I've, I've heard is, you know, they'll build a website, build the credibility of that website, and then they'll sell that website um, for someone else that wants to have it, and then they can tweak it, right? Is that something that you've done before? Yeah, so that's what we train our guys on is we have our own affiliate websites. So like some just like home products or, or dog furniture, like whatever it can be. Like I, it's better if the person has some interest in the in the niche because then they'll, they'll do it more actively. But yeah. that's what we train our guys on before they come and work on client sites. But yeah, like you can build them up and you, know, you can either – sell them on a, on a brokerage like Empire Flippers and then use the money to build more sites yeah. or you just keep building up and building revenue. So this would be great for someone with a blog kind of thing for, for a niche, right? So like you're, you already have it built up and maybe they come in and say, hey, do you have one of those for my blog? And you have well, it. Yeah, I mean like that, it's big business. That's what, that's what most of, of most actual SEOs work in affiliate SEO. I mean, uh, back before COVID, <laughs> there used to be a fabulous festival called Chiang Mai SEO. Chiang Mai is a little town in, in Thailand, just a couple yeah. of countries over from here. And yeah, my friend Mac, Matt Digby runs the conference every year. And, you know, you've got a couple thousand SEOs flock into the city and most of them do, do affiliate marketing because it's just so valuable. Most SEOs can't communicate with people, so they, they're computer geeks. You know, they don't enjoy sales, so they can't do sales. They can't get clients, so they just build their own websites. And then you're your own boss too, so it has a lot of benefits. I just I, I don't find it that rewarding because you're building like advertising platforms. I really like to you know work with people that you know are trying to make the world a better place and you help build their business. Like one of our customers. Uh, you know, his website's called Guards Down and he is like super passionate and he's a, a veteran and he's really passionate about helping veterans with PTSD and making sure they don't die. And like, it's really such a pleasure to work with him. He even has a tax business that makes quite a lot of money and that is what is financing, you know, Guards Down. And I like keep going, dude, milk that tax business so you have more money to like help more people. Yeah. But, you know, he's like just so passionate about you know helping as many people as he can now you know because yeah. you know a, a couple of weeks ago unfortunately some veteran committed suicide and he was like so broken down about it and he's like man how did we not, not get our message in front of that person you know and being able to help people like that help the world that that well that's one of one of our mission statements 
Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. That's a great. I actually heard of him. Um, I've seen them on on LinkedIn. So shout out to him. <laughs> uh, let me ask you the the last question here that I had, which is, um, you know, how how exactly should a person go and hire a marketing agency? You know, what what's what's the right way, the wrong way to do it, and and then what tips? Yeah, anyone that them? tries yeah. to shoot from the hip and give you like. A price that that's the wrong agency like you see so i well not that i look at what other people do but what i've heard and seen in the past is people have like packages right small medium and large you know yeah. here's whatever they are and it's like that's total bs you need to like a marketing agency should really ask you well where are you at how many customers are you generating a month now where do you want to be you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like even if you use paid ads or Facebook ads, it's not going to happen overnight. You need to, they need to go and work out with you because most people don't know what their cost per acquisition per customer currently is. And what's a customer worth to you? You know, you know, how much can you spend to get one and how many do you want? Like, and work out a plan with you to get you there because it, it is going to be different. If you want 10 customers a month or 100 or 1,000, well, it's a different investment but you need to kind of work that out because most, most businesses can't grow exponentially. Like even, even Apple, they have to try and work out how many iPhones are they going to sell? You know, it's tricky. And, and, you know, like us, when we bring on new clients, we have to have new stuff to be able to handle those accounts. So like we can't grow infinitely overnight. We have to grow at a steady rate. And so like, that's what a marketing agency should design for you is a strategy on how to grow at that nice curve that's comfortable for your business. And it has to be predictable because like, if you need to hire new staff, like, you know, every time we hire new staff, your payroll goes up and it's like, you need to have money in the bank to be able to pay for that person. You know, if you if you dropped a client or two, you're going to have enough money to pay for those guys. You know, that, that'd get really stressful. You want to make sure that you have predictability in business and that, that, that makes business real fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a good point because a lot of us want, Hey, that website is going to rank number one. And it's one of those things where you want it to, but do you want it right now? Because can you handle that conversion rate? Right. And I know we had that issue on, on like Instagram where we had so many people and we couldn't keep up and we jumped from, you know, a small number of units, a lot of units. And we realized, well, we're overwhelmed. <laughs> we can't keep up. So as a business person, you also got to think how fast do you want to go? Are my process and systems in place able to keep up with that growth? Because if not, you're throwing money out the door. You know, you're, you're not, you're not going to be able to convert. So yeah, Chris, if anything, could you tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can reach you, man? So, I mean, if you go to Google and you type in the coolest guy in SEO, if you don't, if you're not able to find me, then Google is broken. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's certainly one way to do it. But another way, if they go to Ardor SEO, so Ardor needs to do something with a fiery passion. So ardorseo.com slash REI, you'll see a little video of me talking, talking my talk. And if you put in your details, I'll do a video review of you for you. So I'll show you, you know, exactly what your customer is searching for in what search volume and show you some simple things you can change yourself on your website to get your message in front of where these people are actively looking for exactly what you do and predictably grow your business. So that's ardorseo.com slash REI. 
Awesome, man. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. And for all the listeners, please go ahead and give us a five-star review. Shoot us a comment, message, feedback. We're always glad to help. And we'll stay in touch. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening. We're out.